If you would look with me in your Bible to the book of Psalm, to the 119th Psalm. Psalm 119. Here I'd like for us to read verses 10 through verse 16. Our subject is the great reward. The great reward. Psalm 119, and I began in verse 10. With my whole heart have I sought thee. Oh, let me not wander from thy commandments. Thy word have I hid in my heart, that I might not sin against thee. Blessed art thou, O Lord, teach me thy statutes. With my lips have I declared all the, ju the judgments of thy, thy mouth. I have rejoiced in the way of thy testimonies as much as in all riches. I will meditate in thy precepts and have respect unto thy ways. I will delight myself in thy statutes. I will not forget thy word. We could just spend a lot of time just on those verses, but it all has to do with the word of God. In the same psalm, if you would go to verse 89. In verse 89, and notice how he continues the theme with the word of God. In, in verse 89, Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. Thy faithfulness is unto all generations. Thou hast established the earth, and it abideth. They continue this day according to thine ordinances, for all are thy servants. Unless thy law had been my delights, I should then have perished in mine afflictions. I will never forget thy precepts, for with them thou hast quickened me. I am thine, save me, for I have sought thy precepts. The wicked have waited for me to destroy me, but I will consider thy testimonies. I have seen an end of all perfection, but thy commandment is exceeding broad. Oh, how I love thy law. It is my meditation all the day. Thou through thy commandments hast made me wiser than mine enemies, for they are ever with me. I have more understanding than all my teachers, for thy testimonies are my meditation. I understand more than the ancients because I keep thy precepts. I have refrained my feet from every evil way that I might keep thy word. I have not departed from thy judgments for thou hast taught me. How sweet are thy words unto my taste. Yea, sweeter than honey to my mouth. Through thy precepts I get understanding. Therefore I hate every false way. Thy word 
is a lamp under my feet and a light under my path. I have sworn and I will perform it that I will keep thy righteous judgments. I am afflicted very much. Quicken me, O Lord, according uh, unto thy word. Accept, I beseech thee, the free will offerings of my mouth, O Lord, and teach me thy judgments. My soul is continually in my hand, yet do I not forget thy law. The wicked have laid a snare for me, yet I erred not from thy precepts. Thy testimonies have I taken as a heritage forever, for they are the rejoicing of my heart. I have inclined my heart to perform thy statutes always, even uh, to, unto the end. You would go with me from there to Psalm 19 and keep those words that we just read in mind. The emphasis, of course, again upon the Word of God, and so it is here in the 19th Psalm. In Psalm 19, I'll begin in verse 7. The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, yea, than much fine gold, sweeter also than honey and the honeycomb. Moreover, by them is thy servant warned, and in keeping of them there is great reward. I'm going to end the reading there, because I want you to notice that last statement in verse 11. In keeping them, uh, of them, is great reward. And again, it's just the Word of God. The precepts of God, the testimony of God, the law of God, the commandments of God, whatever word may be used in these verses, it is the Word of God. And we have this great promise in the last part of verse 11 concerning the Word of God. In keeping of them, there is great reward. The word keeping as it is used here. I mention its definition because it is important. It means to hedge about. It means to guard. It means to protect. It means to take heed to. It means to observe. To give attendance to. Again concerning the word of God. In keeping of them. There is great reward. I'll come back to this in a moment. But I'm going to John chapter 8. And read the words of Jesus. And how they go together with the words of the psalmist. 
The psalmist told us in keeping of the Word of God, there is great reward. I want you to notice the words of Jesus as recorded in John chapter 8. And I began in verse 51. Jesus said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, If a man keep my sayings, he shall never see death. Then said the Jews unto him, Now we know that thou hast a devil. Abraham is dead, and the prophets. And thou sayest, If a man keep my sayings, he shall never taste of death. Art thou greater than our father Abraham, which is dead? And the prophets are dead. Whom makest thou thyself? Jesus answered, If I honor myself, my honor is nothing. It is my Father that honoreth me, of whom ye say that he is your God. Yet ye have not known him, but I know him. And if I should say I know him not, I shall be a liar like unto you, but I know him, and keep his sayings. Now I hope you notice several things in the, the reading. You'll notice in verse 51, we have the word keep once again. Verily, verily, I say unto you, if a man keep my sayings. This word, although in the Greek it has basically the same meaning, as that in the book of Psalm. It means to watch over, to give heed to, and it does mean to preserve. I'm going to go to the book of Acts to two places to show how that same word is used. I'm going to Acts chapter 12 and read verse 5 and verse 6. And keep in mind the word keep as used in Psalm and as used in John chapter 8. In the words of Jesus. In Acts 12 and in verse 5. Peter therefore was kept in prison. He was kept in prison. But prayer was made without ceasing of the church. Unto God for him. And when Herod would have brought him forth the same night. Peter was sleeping between two soldiers bound with two chains, and the keepers before the door kept the prison. You notice the word kept? The word keepers? That's what we are to be, keepers of the word. It was the responsibility of this keeper here in the latter part of verse 6 to make sure that prisoner, Peter, remained guarded and safe. It was his job to guard and keep the prison. I won't go there, but in Acts chapter 16, verse 25 through verse 28, you, you know that the, the jailer in Philippi, the one that we know as the Philippian jailer, he was the keeper of the prison. His job to guard the prison. Make sure the prisoners stayed where they were supposed to and contained. I'm going to go back to Matthew chapter 28. 
in Matthew and in chapter 28 and in verse 1 through verse 4. Again, just showing definition of this word keepers and key. In Matthew chapter 28, beginning in verse 1, In the end of the Sabbath, and it began to dawn toward the first day of the week, came Mary Magdalene and the other Mary to see the sepulcher. Behold, there was a great earthquake, for the angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat upon it. His countenance was like lightning, and his raiment white as snow, and for fear of him the keepers did shake and became as dead men. You remember that Pilate put a watch on the sepulcher. What was their role? Well, you notice here in verse 4, they were keepers. They were keepers. Keep these definitions in mind because it is important. The psalmist said back in Psalm 19 concerning the word of God, in keeping of them there is great reward. There is great reward. Now I'm going to go back to John chapter 8 to the words of Jesus again and read verse 51, John chapter 8 and in verse 51 where Jesus said once again, Verily, verily, I say unto you, If a man keep my saying, he shall never see death. Now I would say that is a great reward. The psalmist said, In keeping of them, there is great reward. Jesus said, If a man keep my saying, he shall never see death. Here's what I want us to to consider the great reward in keeping the Word of God. There is truly great reward. When we read verse 51, the words of Jesus, If a man keep my sayings, he shall never see death. It should cause each one of us to just pause and ask ourselves, the question, am I a keeper of the Word of God? If you are, according to the words of Jesus, you'll never see death. If you're not, there's other consequences for that. This is important. If a man keep my sayings, he shall never see death. Again, it's time for a personal examination whether we are in the faith or not. The promise of verse 51 of John chapter 8 is only for those who keep God's Word. I'm going to go back to John chapter 3. In John chapter 3, Verse 36, He that believeth on the Son hath everlasting life. Now I want you to notice in particular the next phrase. He that believeth not the Son shall not see life. 
The one who keeps the words of the Lord will never see death. Here in verse 36, He that believeth not the Son shall not see life. Quite a contrast. One will never see death. The other will never see life. And these are the words of our Savior and they ought to be taken very seriously. When we consider the wording in John 8 verse 51, shall never see death. Again, who are these that will never see death? Well, we know they are, they are believers. We know they are keepers. But we also know they are redeemed by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. They are quickened by the Spirit of God. We know that before this world was, they were chosen in Christ. And they are keepers of the Word of, of God. But these have certain characteristics. There's something more special about these. These who keep His Word, you can be sure whatever the Word of God says, they believe. Whatever it may be. It does not mean they understand it, but they believe whatever it is. Whatever Jesus has said, and whatever He has said through His apostles, they believe. They believe. Whatever the Word of God says, they believe. If these have any questions concerning faith or practice, what do they do? Well, they ask the question, what saith the Scripture? They go to the Scripture. Why? They, they keep the Word. They do not need anything else. They do not go anywhere else. They, they keep His Word. They're able to hear the Word. They cherish the Word. They reverence the Word. They obey the Word. All of that's involved in the words of Jesus Christ. They, these people are very unique upon this earth. Those who keep the Word are in the small minority upon this earth. They're even in the small minority in religion and in professing Christianity. Those who truly keep the Word of God. These gladly accept the Word of God as infallible truth. To them there's no discussion. There's no debate. They just simply keep the Word. They don't waste their time judging the Word. They don't seek to correct the Word. They don't seek to expand the Word or diminish the Word. They take it as it is. They believe the Word of God. They believe the Word of God. And you know why they believe the Word of God? Simply because it is the Word of God. We don't need any other reason, do we? If, if we have the God-given faith to believe that this is the Word of God, we believe it simply because it is God's Word. And we don't need any other, other reason to believe it. 
All we're concerned with is thus saith the Lord. Thus saith the Lord. Look in John chapter 6 and in verse 47. And again, remember John 8, 51. We're not going to get away from that. He that keepeth my word shall never see death. In John 6 and in verse 47, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that believeth on me hath everlasting life. He that believeth on me hath everlasting life. Now that always brings me to the question of John chapter 9 and in verse 35. I refer to this question many times. John chapter 9 verse 35, the last part of the verse. Dost thou believe on the Son of God? Again, there are just many self-examining scriptures in the Bible. We have them for a reason. If a man keep my word, he shall never see death. We have the matter of everlasting life. Those that believe have everlasting life. It's not something that is promised in the future. It's something that they have now. So do you believe? On the Son of God. Do you believe on on the Son of God? That is, is very important. An individual has a fruitless task if they're trying to convince themselves that they are a true believer, but yet they do not keep the Word of God. I mean, they have an impossible task to even convince themselves, much less anyone else, that they are truly saved if they do not keep the Word of God. It's those that that keep the Word that shall never see death. John chapter 14. In John and in chapter 14 and in verse... Verse 23. Jesus' words here get very plain, very blunt. Cannot be misunderstood unless somebody just really tries to. I mean, it's just plain words. John chapter 14 and verse 23. Find these words of Jesus. If a man love me, he will keep my word. Again, human language cannot be any clearer than that. If a man loved me, Jesus said, he will. He didn't say he ought to or he should or he might. He said he would. Do you love the Lord Jesus Christ? Are you keeping his word? He said, if you love me, you will. What's what's the other side of that coin? Well, if you don't love me, you won't. If you love me, he said, you will. You will. He said, you will keep my words. Verse 24, he that loveth me not keepeth not my sayings. 
John 8, 51 again, He that keepeth my saying, my word, shall never see death. You know, one of the great things in this is we have Jesus as our example. Go back to John chapter 8 again. In John chapter 8, let's read this time verse 54 and verse 55. We read it to begin with, but let's read it again. John 8, verse 54. Jesus answered, If I honor myself, my honor is nothing. It is my Father that honoreth me, of whom ye say that he is your God. Yet ye have not known him, but I know him. And if I should say I know him not, I shall be a liar like unto you. Now notice, but I know him and keep his sayings. I know him and keep his sayings. John chapter 17 and in verse 6 consider the apostles and others in John chapter 17 and in verse 6 Jesus said I have manifested thy name unto the men which thou gavest me out of the world thine they were and thou gavest them me they have kept thy word they have kept thy, thy word. In verse 8 of the same chapter, For I have given unto them the words which, they, which thou gavest me, and they have received them. has the same meaning. They kept them. They kept them. Considering John 8, 51, A man keep my word, my sayings, he'll never see death. What does that mean? He'll never see death if he keeps. Does it mean he'll never die physically? Well, we know that's not so. We read a moment ago that Jesus kept the word of God, but yet he died physically. There are many of the saints who have lived and died. To understand Jesus' words, I'm going back to John chapter 8 and verse 51. To understand Jesus' words. Notice what he said. If a man keep my sight, he shall never see. What does that mean? Never see death. Never see death. The word see here is a very simple word. You think it would not need a definition, but it does here. For this word that's translated see means to have a long, steady gaze, a close examination, so thorough of a look at that we'll be well acquainted with what we see. That's what he meant. If a man keep my saying, he shall never see death. And notice in verse 52 how his enemies twisted his words as the enemies of Christ normally do. In verse 52, Then said the Jews unto him, Now we know that thou hast a devil. Abraham is dead, and the prophets. And thou sayest, 
If a man keep my saying, he shall never taste of death. Is that what Jesus said? Well, no. It's not what he said at all, is it? Look at what Jesus said. If a man keep my saying, he shall never see death. They changed his wording to this. If a man keep my saying, he shall never taste of death. Jesus did not say believers would not, never taste of death. He said they would not have that long gaze at it. They would not be looking at it for a period of time and just examining it over and over again. We know in Hebrews chapter 2 and in verse 9, Jesus tasted death. That means experience it. When you taste something, you experience. Jesus tasted death, and so will we. Unless we're alive when the Lord Jesus Christ comes back. But we shall not see death with that long, steady gaze. Jesus said we won't do that. We won't see, see death. Keep in mind John chapter 5, verse 24. John chapter 5, and in verse Verse 24, where Jesus said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that heareth my word and believeth on him that sent me hath everlasting life, shall not come into condemnation, and is passed from death unto life. All that is before us is life, and that life more abundant. When the saints of God die, and we will, again, unless we're living when Jesus comes back, it's more like falling asleep, according to the Scriptures. It's not an execution. It's falling to sleep. Believers are so full of joy in entering into the presence of the Lord they do not see death. They see life. They see life with Jesus Christ forever and ever. That's where their gaze is. That's what they examine. They're not worried about death. That sting is gone a long time ago. I don't know the distance between heaven and earth. But I know that passage is going to take place in the twinkling of an eye. We will pass through death with hardly a glance. No time for a long gaze. We'll be having our attention upon glory with the Lord Jesus Christ. We'll never see it. We'll never see it. We'll just pass through it. We'll just pass through it in an instant. Quicker than you and I can imagine an instant being. We don't know how quick an instant is. None of us do. But it'd be quicker than that. I mean, the very moment the last bit of breath comes out of us immediately with the Lord, we'll pass through death so fast we won't even see it. It's not going to bother us. We're not going to linger there. We're going to be with the Lord. The verse where we began, that in keeping of them there is great reward. What a great reward. 
If we keep His sayings, we'll never see death. Death does not bother me. I don't worry about death. I don't look forward to the dying process, but death don't bother me. I'm not going to see it. I'm not going to see it. I'm just going, I'm gone. Just like that. John chapter 8 and verse 51, and I'll close with this. But what a great promise. What a great reward. Jesus said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, If a man keep my saying, he shall never see death.